Well, I know it's been quite a while, but the boys are back. We've had a big long summer. It's time to finally do some work again. Your host, Arden Beach, joined by Dr. J. How's it feel to get back on the horse? Oh, everything's a bit dusty. You, <laughs> could, tried, you could have at least cleaned up. I tried to keep it clean. <laughs> I got a new plant. I don't know if we'll make it out this summer. It's looking weary already. It's good to be back. Yeah, great to be back. It's something comforting just uh, getting back behind the mic. Things are changing, though. I think things are a bit things are a bit different. But before we get into that, like, tell me, Arden, what what'd you get up to? Give me some highlights of your summer break. Highlights of summer break. Had a week in uh, Byron, which was really nice. nice. I'd, I'd recommend Byron to, to folks if you can stay away from the busyness of the, the central part of Byron. We were kind of five minutes out of town. How um, does that compare to like the Gold Coast? Like a, oh, the, I wouldn't even bother with the Gold Coast. Really? <laughs> Are you allowed to be Australian and tell people not to go to the Gold Coast? I thought it's yeah. like... Anyone will tell you don't even, don't bother. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I reckon. So you're away at the beach, you're in Byron. I assume it's a beach, right? Yeah. Are you... Is the main Byron one? Are you like in the water the whole time? Are you swimming? Are you reading a book? People watching? Yeah, we just well, stayed at the hotel, sat by the pool. Really? Yeah, read read my book, swam. We nice. went for bike rides in the mornings and stuff. Just just you and the wife, or the whole gang? The whole gang. Yeah, a revelation from the Lord. Let me tell you. Okay. Put the teenagers in their own car <gasps> for the long trips. No. Yeah. <laughs> that will save your life. That presumes one of them can drive. Yeah. You put this down in your little notebook for when yours are old enough to drive. Taking out my pen right it now. Will, it will save your sanity. There you go. On this week's episode of Life Hacks with Arden <laughs> Beach, put your teenagers in their own car. Yep. Mm. Went and saw, uh, before we left, went and saw the new Avatar, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Smurfs for adults. Really cool. There you go. How <laughs> dare you knock it. <laughs> I, now, now, okay, uh, true confessions. I, I, I didn't see it, but I heard I saw the first one. And that was basically enough. Look, it's it's like Fern Gully in 3D. Okay. There's there's nothing mind-blowing about the plot. Okay. But if you're into, like, the tech and the yeah. filming and everything, yeah. unbelievable. I heard it ended on a cliffhanger. Do you think there's going to be a third? The cliffhanger was James Cameron going, if this thing makes money, we're doing more of them. <laughs> that was basically... <laughs> I love it. All the arts, all the all the thought, all the technology. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's the it's the clinking yeah. of the cash. If if people keep coming to see him, we'll keep making them. There you was, go. Was basically what he said. There yeah. you go. Wow. But if you've got a, a spare three and a half hours to sit in a dark, cool room, and blue people are your thing. <laughs> so what did you do over the break? What did I do over the break? Well, uh, spent some time with fam, which was great. Did our annual rally crawl across New South Wales, which I kind of enjoy. I don't, I don't know why more people don't head out west. I, look, I get the beaches are amazing, and I love Australian beaches. Americans, your beaches don't hold a candle to Australian beaches. But, uh, yeah, it's something about just getting out west and driving around, and I think it, it slows you down a little bit. You can think and process and did a lot of good planning and had some conversations and caught up with people I hadn't seen in a long time, so... Yeah, it took a week to do that. Other than that, it's sort of planning mode. So we did our big holiday last year. So just getting ready. Three kids in high school now, which is weird to say. None of them driving yet. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's been a good summer, a good time to reflect and get ready for the year. Uh, working through some health challenges, trying to get a game plan around that. So I, I appreciate the slowdown to be able to, mm. to think through. But I, I got to tell you, Art, I am not built for this heat man <laughs> this has been the mildest summer ever well that's what everybody says it's like it's mild but it's, it's either it's like raining outside or else you know i need to pack three shirts just to go to the grocery yeah. store it's crazy 
I sweat. I feel bad. Like anyone who has to interact with me or want see me do something, I'm just, <laughs> I nearly passed out. Like I, uh, yeah. a couple of times, it's crazy. We have had some warm days. Yeah, I, I agree with you that the time really does slow down in the country, and maybe just the like the wider spaces, the wide open spaces. You kind of lose that sort of claustrophobic mm. feel that you get mm. in the city, and yeah, much more relaxed. I would say to anyone who, if you've lived in Sydney more than like five years and you haven't been out west, get out west. Seriously, there's a whole, whole other world out there and really great people and yeah, a lot, a lot of good things happening. So what's on the way this year for WDBC? What is on the way? Well, only the Lord knows, right? I hold in my hot little hand. Uh, so, um, so only the Lord and Robin know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, I hold I hold in my hot hand here. Uh, the 2023, numbers just keep going up, don't they, man? Mm. 2023 event calendar. And a few things just sort of jump out. One is the women at Windsor and the Young Adults Group must have coordinated because every first Sunday, every first Sunday of the month is women at Windsor and young adult social activity. So <laughs> if you're a male and you're an older adult, I'm sorry, you're going to be alone. You're going to be <laughs> or start your own club, you know, do something there. Uh, now we got a lot of great stuff coming up and we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, I wonder Arden, if you just take a minute to stop and think back through last year, what are some things that are going to stick with you as you think about the last 12 months and maybe what it's meant and what it's, what it's been, you know, Aside from, of course, you and I hanging out, having these chats. Oh, obviously. I think the baptisms, we we seem to just have this constant flow of baptisms, which mm. is really, really awesome. You know, we all have these busy lives and you might not kind of see transformational stuff day to day, that kind of thing. As you're going about your life, you go to church once a week or whatever it is. But we just it just does seem to be happening regardless. At least for me, my experience, it seems to be a lot more here than mm. it has at other places. And I found that really encouraging mm. that despite COVID, despite <laughs> bushfires, all the other dramas that we had, floods, people were still, I shouldn't say still, but people were still coming to the Lord, which was mm. awesome. Mm. That's great to hear. I agree with you. It's been amazing to watch what's been going on behind the scenes for people. And oftentimes you don't really get to see it until they get baptized when you get to hear their story. And it's a lot of people say that to me. And to me, it, it just... I celebrate that, but I also look to the way that our culture keeps people boxed in so much. And so much of that journey of transformation is kept behind the scenes. And there's very few people who are actually let in. And I don't know if that is something that, you know, as a culture or as a, as a church, we could open up so that people feel more comfortable letting others into that journey, whether they're arrived at a point of faith or not. But I would love to see that because we're not meant to be, living in a vacuum. We're not meant to be living in isolation. And, and we know we had to do that for COVID. And coming out of that, I just sensed that, that there was a lot of, that did things to a lot of people. And, and it's hard to quantify the cost of that isolation period and dealing with a global pandemic and wondering about this, you know, the future of your health or your family or your job, or, you know, you're even just having your plans canceled on a whim and learning to not think too far into the future. All this has an impact on people. And we're seeing people come out of that, and I think they've been thinking, they've been mulling, they've been really processing, and and really God's been stoking this search for meaning and significance behind the scenes, and mm. and so it's been really exciting for me as a pastor to watch people coming out of that. And and my my only thought is like, you know, we don't need to only tell our stories when we get baptized. You know, yeah. <laughs> something's like 
that's my time. <laughs> and yes, it's a time to tell your story, but you can tell your story before you get baptized. You can tell your story after you get baptized. Mm-hmm. You know, God's doing things all the time. And um, so I, I hope this is a year of stories for us. And that's something that we're praying into. These days, church growth is just transfer growth. It's mm. just people moving from church to church. They don't mm. like one place. They go to the next one. They mm. consume a bit and then on they move again. And that just seems to be the numbers game these days. But we seem to be getting people from outside the church, mm. which is really, really cool. Yeah, it's been a it's been kind of an unintended consequence, I think, of the live stream. We went into COVID and we went into lockdown here in Australia. We decided to, okay, look, let's live stream the service so that we can try to give some sense of normalcy, some sense of rhythm to other believers. And, and we kept it because there was a number of people in our congregation who for various reasons, be it age, mobility, different circumstances, a lot of people travel uh, for extended periods of time, you know, we decided to keep it. And what we're finding is that there's been a lot of people who are watching that haven't come yet. And one of the first things that we see somebody, you know, uh, you know, I'll stick my hand out or Pastor Chris will stick his hand out and say, oh, it's great to meet you. And they'll say, we know you. You know, we've been watching, which is a weird feeling, by the way. Don't say that to somebody. <laughs> you know, nevertheless, they have been engaged. And I think for some people, it's brought down the walls of what's going on inside that church. What's what's behind the curtain, you know? A lot of people are afraid to walk into a church. And if they can see that online, they say, oh, I know what happens here. I know these people, you know, are doing some sort of weird ritual that I'm going to leave. You know, uh, th- these people are, you know, people who are here, they're worshiping Jesus. They're opening the Bible. They're worshiping together, mm. having fellowship. And they can say, okay, I'll show up to that. And I think it's brought in a lot of people, which is sort of an unintended consequence, but we're just glad that God's God's drawing them. Great to have um, Night Church back. Now a lot of people have been, been uh, clamoring for that to come back. But in over summer, the pancake nights went off. They were that we had tons of people coming. Yeah, it, it's it's great, and I think we talked about this uh, when we were introducing pancake nights to the church. There's something about being around a table together. Being around a table, it puts people on equal footing. You know, everybody's got to eat, so you're eating with somebody. It sort of drops that pretense. It drops that the formality. You know, a few notches, and you can just actually hear one another you're not in a rush thanks to those who hosted thanks to those who came uh, we were getting you know 40 50 people sometimes at mm. these pancake nights i had somebody come up to me saying can we still do pancakes like can we do it outside of january I'm like mm, sure yeah it's almost ardent like we were made for a community i don't know i may maybe i'm just getting the wrong idea but it just seems like there's something that's supposed to happen there so uh, you know it was it was a real blast but i'm glad to hear you're excited about night church what do you really appreciate about that space in the smaller space there's there's an intimacy that you can get in the night service yeah that, that perhaps doesn't exist in the mornings which mm. is really nice and while we may not hang around at church for as long afterwards mm-hmm. you would typically go elsewhere so you go and grab yeah. you know dinner or whatever elsewhere and then and then you kind of get that flow-on effect from the service into like the meal time and the community time, which works really well. Yeah, I invite people to come on out and check it out. You know, we realize some people have to work in the mornings. It's a good option for them. If you have just feeling a bit stale and want to try something different, yeah, come on out, 5.30 p.m. Any big stuff on the way? Uh, we got a few sort of church meetings for members. Uh, we're, we're proceeding along in the, in the process of trying to fill the role that Pastor Stephen was filling last year, so... Uh, we're looking to nominate a search committee uh, mid-Feb, 
and hopefully begin doing interviews in March uh, so that we can, yeah, uh, not leave that important role unattended for, for a long period of time. In the meantime, really stoked. Got a great team that's come on board. Talia, uh, she's come in as a youth coordinator. We got Phil Evans, who's been on this podcast before. He's consulting with us for a few months, uh, which is great, putting some input into what that role is going to look like helping equip our team so that our youth can, our youth volunteers can run this term without them. So, yeah, um, just a few things, sort of a few church business things going on that we need to do. Our foundations group starts this month. There's a coffee and connect time for women on Saturday the 25th, which is a very special day. Do you know why that's a special day, Arden? I'm pretty sure you're going to tell me. It's my birthday. Oh. I'm surprised you didn't know that already. How would I know that? Because I thought you would have already bought, my, bought me a gift. Nope. You're not a gift person, huh? Not for you. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into that tonight. Twenty fifth of Feb. Twenty fifth of Feb. Jonathan's birthday. That's right. Yep. I probably shouldn't have put that out publicly. <laughs> but you know, hey, it comes around once a year. And then moving into March, um, yeah, book club, young adults going up to Bill Penn and Mount Toma. Hey, you you you'll be excited you'll be excited about this. I bought sorry, it was bought for me. This is my wife's birthday gift to me. I bought one of those classic Australian hats. And a Kubra? Uh, no. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I just see I just see Australian men wearing them around. The one with the strings and the corks? <laughs> Not that one. No, no. It's uh, it's like a wool hat. It's sort of brown. It's It's got the leather strap around it. It's not a sort of wide brim. It's not American. Like an American, it's like yeah. a cowboy it hat. sounds like an Akubra. Is it in a Cooper? Like a rabbit skin one. Okay. With a, with a leather hat band. It's got a leather, it's got a leather hat yeah. band. I don't know if... Is it, do they make it out of rabbit? Yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe next time I'll wear it and you can tell me if it's really in a Cooper. Now, also recently in the news as well, there was a very interesting story that caught your eye. Just, a, I guess, I don't know, about the pitfalls of looking after your, your radioactive stuff while you, while you travel. I was mystified by this story and... and I don't know. It just to me, it's it feels very Australian. <laughs> I don't know why. It just feels very Australian. But maybe maybe some of you caught this. There's this pill-sized container of radioactive material that apparently is supposed to be tracked at all times. Like two people are always on it. Uh, it stays in a car in a locked case. Well, anyway, somewhere in its transport in Western Australia, it gets lost. And so there's this floating piece of radioactive material somewhere. And I'm just trying to imagine it in the vast wilderness of Western Australia. They, they found it. They found it? Yeah. Where was it? They, it was just on the side of the road. It fell off. <laughs> <laughs> fell off the car or whatever it was in. This is getting they more Australian by the minute. <laughs> they had to cover 1,400 kilometres. 1,400? With that, like with their little sensors on. You can imagine like the little... Oh, my yeah, goodness. Just beeping away, and then they, they pinged it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's this stretch of road out in the middle of nowhere. They said it was highly unlikely that anyone would have come into contact with it. Until somebody turns up with a weird twitch. Yeah, some, yeah. New, some new superpower. But it made me think, Arden, what is... What's something that you've lost in your life? And you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I lost that. I had an incident of losing something in the Australian wilderness. So Joanna's grandfather liked to build planes and he had acquired, built, worked on, I forget how the story goes, a tiger moth. 
which is uh, a really old school, old school mm. plane. You know, open, th- yeah, open I think cockpit. Jo- I think Joanna's put photos of that on Facebook. Probably, you, yeah. you could probably see it online. Um, we were coming out to Australia. I think this might have been the first time I'd, I'd visited, and we were going all the way out to the bush to see to see her and her family. And the, her her grandpa's tiger moth was there, and and uh, one of Joanna's uncles said, "Oh, I'll take you up," and sort of to give me the look and feel of the whole effect. They gave me these leather goggles like this is i don't know amelia Earhart sort of era type stuff yeah, like you know what happened to her well that's what i thought was going to happen to me anyway so, so so we're we're in the plane and and i'm not a like i i borderline nervous flyer you know i i can i can fly i'm okay but but it doesn't take much to unsettle me well here we are we're in this open cockpit it's we're in this tiger moth it looks like one of those biplanes you know red baron that sort of thing and we're flying, and, you know, it's very nice. You're just sort of gliding and cruising around. And then her uncle sort of looks back at me and says, how you going? I said, yeah, I'm going good. He said, okay. And then he proceeded to fly directly to Mars or the moon <laughs> or somewhere into outer space because we were going straight up <laughs> vertical. And just as I'm like, where are we going? <laughs> he decides to just let the plane sort of pitch and fall down to i think it's to the right and i'm just losing my uh, you know what anyway and and in the process i'm like looking around and i jerk my head and next thing you know the wind just takes these goggles and they go right off my head and then i got back we landed and he said you know we've been holding those as a family heirloom for like 50 years and i was like well they're somewhere in the scrub. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have put them on for the joy flight then. No, that's right. It was really their fault. Yeah, 100%. You can't blame yourself. No, but it wasn't quite canvassing 1,400 kilometers in search for a radioactive pill, but, you know, it was close. We've got some amazing guests coming up in the short term as well. I know you've got a few under your belt that you're bringing along. Yep. Mary Ann Armsworth is going to come along shortly. She's got oh. an amazing story to tell. Can't wait for that. Um, Kyle as well. People may have heard his story when he, he got baptized a while back, um, but he's just got an incredible conversion story as well, all outside the walls of the church, which I found really amazing. So, yeah, some really cool guests coming up. Mm, yeah, really looking forward to it. Always open to feedback as well. I had somebody come up to me and they said, you know, I got some ideas for your podcast. Great. Send them in. If you like what you hear, great. Yeah. If you don't, don't just tune us out. Yeah. Send us, give us some feedback. We'd love, to, we'd love to hear more. What do you like? What do you don't like? But uh, Arden, it's great to be back with you. Uh, appreciate you and all the work that you do as you get ready for the next year. Just encourage everybody to, yeah, jump back into community. Lots going on here. Show up this Sunday and uh, grab. You'll get an events calendar. You'll see everything that's going on. I, if you thought I covered a lot, there's more. Uh, we can't wait to see you. Thanks, Dr. J. We'll do it all again next week. Adios. <laughs>